Hi everyone, and welcome to the 50th episode of Kingdom Hearts Union. I'm your host, Brandon, and I'm here with Churro. Guess who's back, guys? And Jackie. Hi everyone. Oh my goodness, guys. The big five of them. 50 episodes. And we're all 50. together for it, almost. Almost. We gotta almost. say it. We, got, we shout out to Lauren. Lauren, yeah, Lauren. Definitely. we miss you. Yeah. She was on our last show. Uh, she had something planned today, so... Um, we couldn't get her on this show, but she, we'll we'll see about getting her for the next show. But oh my goodness, guys, fifty episodes! That 50. means fifty fifty hours of this podcast have been recorded in the past. I mean, that's just that's insane. That's an RPG's worth. How awesome would it be if we did like the best of Kingdom Hearts Union podcast and we just like take like clips from all like fifty episodes? Yeah, that'd be pretty interesting. I mean, we have enough material to work off of. I, I guess we just cut out all the new segments and only put in jokes. So. It's still topical. <laughs> yep. Something like that. I don't know. But that's... Oh, wow. What a milestone. I can't believe, you know, 50 episodes in. Uh, I forget when I joined. I think I joined, like, episode 20-something. Uh, episode 20 for me. <laughs> so, geez. 20 episodes. You're, you've done 30 episodes already. Yeah. It's crazy, man. That Goodness. sounds well, like years and years and years. Like <laughs> it does two years. Like years and years. <laughs> Yeah, jeez. <laughs> so, on the off chance that you are a new folk, for you new folks, uh, Kingdom Hearts Union is the p- part of the podcast series called Final Fantasy and Kingdom Hearts Union and is presented by the Gaming Union Network. And we run on a four-week rotation with a new show every other Tuesday with Final Fantasy Union. We come out on the iTunes store, KingdomHeartsUnion.com, and Churro. KH2.co.uk. Oh no, he's saying it right. What's yes, happened? I did. I did listen to the last episode, and I I always thought I'm saying it right before. So. No, no, <laughs> I'm. I don't care. I'm still gonna say it. Co. Uk because I'm the dumb American. Okay, and I'll just say I'll, it that I'll say it that way. I'll, I'll say it both ways. Kh two. Co. Uk. Yeah, and for you real UKers. Co. Uk. I guess. I don't know. Whatever. Anyways, so we have a three-segment show today. We have, as usual, our news segment. We have, second, our burning question segment, where you guys answer uh, what you think a Kingdom Hearts Valentine's Day would be like, which we've got way too many results, but that's that's always good, right? Better to have too many than too little. And then finally, we have our question segment. Um, in the way of announcements, we have two announcements. Uh, the first one is that stickers will be given to those who have their questions answered in the question segment. And the second announcement is not the same second announcement that we always have. I figure you guys get that by now. The second announcement, and everybody better listen to this, starting now, starting this episode, Kingdom Hearts 3D spoilers are fair game. So if you haven't played Kingdom Hearts 3D, you better get, on get it played. So spoilers are fair game now. So we can talk about the secret ending of of Kingdom Hearts 3D. I'm I'm even scared to say spoilers. <laughs> Feels like we're crossing <laughs> I, I, some sort of new scary frontier. We're we're, you, you, we're crossing a threshold. Like, birth by sleep is still scary to me. <laughs> I know, man. It's it is still scary. But I mean, you know, you got to think realistically. Kingdom Hearts 3D came out a year ago in Japan as of next month. So starting now, it's done. No more no more. Sp- Spoiler warnings for you guys. You know, let's let's get into the nitty gritty stuff. We got a new game coming out yep. uh, next next month, um, so we got to be game. ready. Yeah, a new old game. To be fair, but still, 
but yeah, I, I I imagine most of our fan base has played Kingdom Hearts 3D Dream Drop Distance, course, so they know. Or have had already had been holidays. spoiled by other people. Yeah, or have already so been spoiled we by other be people. The first. Exactly. So, I don't know. I'm I'm making this decision now because I think the only way to stay relevant is if we talk about what's you know what's coming. So. And the only way to know what's coming is to talk about what's happening in Kingdom Hearts 3D, because in effect, Kingdom Hearts 3D is uh, Kingdom Hearts 3, the prequel. I mean, it, it is the, it, it's the, it's a like 30 long, 30 hour long trailer for Kingdom Hearts 3 and everything that's going to happen. And there really has, there really was a lot that did happen in 3D. Yeah. And it did Definitely. offer, you know, like some some big revelations that will carry on <laughs> it's okay. you that can we say are all dying to talk are. about and it's just been like sort of shut up in, in our little minds until now. Yeah. We're finally we free. Free at last. We're finally free. Alright, so what, what's, what's going to be our first Kingdom Hearts 3D spoiler? Let's, 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 try to th- let's think of a good one that we can just, just say it. Okay. Just, just so we can feel free so that going further, we don't have to feel apprehensive about saying Kingdom Hearts 3D spoilers. What, what's, Chero, what do you think is a good Kingdom Hearts 3D spoiler that we're just going to say it right now? What, just, what do you just think say is it. No, there's no just say it. repercussions, no, no punishment. No or repercussions. Anything. No reconfidence, no no capital punishment. Just say it, get it out, so everybody feels free to say Kingdom Hearts 3D spoilers because you just said something that was so spoilerific that anything else would be downhill from there. Okay, um, Lee gets a Keyblade. Boom! So that's a big one. <laughs> Let's see. Um, I'm going to say one. So in the ending credits, the letters in the ending credits spell out, this leads to... Kingdom Hearts, and then as King, as Riku and Sora walk into the light, the light forms a silhouette around them, and it spells out I I I, which means this leads to Kingdom Hearts three. <gasps> Ooh, I just Finally. I've been holding that one in. I've been holding that one in since August. I mean, honestly, the people that are listening to this, they're like. Come on, Brandon. We know that. We've we've seen that. We played this, and and we know. But we have to feel like we're announcing it to the world, so that from now on, anything that we say is fair game, um, as far as Kingdom Hearts 3D is concerned. So I think also to me, it's a big deal that yeah. there is more like, solidity around Cage Three. Before yeah. it was mostly just vague Nomura answers to true, questions true. that were asked directly about that. Exactly. I mean, st- still to be fair, I mean, the whole like silhouette of light thing—it's kind of a little vague. I think they're trying to tread the legal line of how subtle can we make it and still be legal and still be noticeable. Because I mean, obviously. If it was just this leads to Kingdom Hearts, which is just what the letter spelled out, obviously that wouldn't make any sense because it's not, this is not a cyclical. <laughs> it's not a cyclical yes. universe. It's not going to lead back into Kingdom Hearts one. So obviously, got to lead lead into something. Yeah. But, to me, yeah, what this yeah. means is that the next non HD remastered make of a game that they're going to do will it won't be a side story. It will be yeah. bam Cage three. Yeah. Um, uh, well, also also the browser game, but yeah, Kingdom Hearts three, bam. I'm I'm just gonna ignore the browser game and pretend yeah. that it doesn't <laughs> exist. 
I think we all will until until it comes out. Then we'll then we'll sort of like look at it half glance out of the corner of our eye, and if it's you know if it turns into Final Fantasy all the bravest, then we're gonna be like, okay, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna walk over here, and <laughs> we're gonna keep going. But yeah, that's uh, those are the those are some two good ones. Oh oh, uh, Kyrie is going to be one of the uh, Warriors of Light, gonna be wielding a keyblade with all the big boys. Yes. That's another. About time. I think that. I think those are the big ones. I think, other than that, those are all the spoilers. Yeah. I thought um, the real motive behind what Xehanort was trying has been oh, trying yeah, to do yeah, all this time yeah. was throughout like the three generations of or two generations of Keyblade wielders. Yeah, that yeah, yeah. was a big discovery. Okay, so that so the mo- motive of Xehanort. Through all the games, apparently, according to Kingdom Hearts 3, putting it all into per- Kingdom Hearts 3D, putting it all into perspective was that Xehanort, again, just like in Birth by Sleep, is trying to form the Keyblade, the X X Keyblade, not the Key Keyblade, the X one. So he's trying to form it again, just like in Birth by Sleep, by uniting the thirteen darknesses and the seven lights, and the thirteen darknesses are all going to be basically Xehanort clones. Yes. And if this sounds ridiculous and you haven't played Kingdom Hearts 3D, well, it's it's true. That's what's in the game. Yeah. And it, and that was the <laughs> reason for the organization. Spoiler mode. You know, at no, first really I thought it was purpose for the like, organization. It seemed like a good enough explanation in Cage 2 that they're yeah. all just looking for Kingdom Hearts again and to like get their hearts exactly. back. Exactly, and they all just want to get their hearts back. So I I thought that was pretty interesting. I thought you know for the most part you know when it comes to I remember in like one of my first shows that I was on in Kingdom Hearts Union, I made a big stink about the well actually plot device where Namora just decides to take something that we already know and say, Well actually <laughs> that guy you fought back in Kingdom Hearts One, Ansem, he's actually some guy named Zehanort. You know, sp- you know, say that three times fast, you know. It's like I-, I never liked that plot device, but for all the ones that he's ever done. I think this one is probably one of the more plausible ones. I think he sort of figured out how to use it properly. Yes. Yeah. Took him a few tries. Took him a few tries, exactly. But yeah, the fact that Zigbar is already half Xehanort oh, was yeah. kind of interesting. That's the yellow that glowing eyes. It's like... Yeah, um, and he sort of always had those you know, eyes. Terra so. all over again. Yeah, the Terra. first time I saw Terra, I was like, something is really striking well, about it. Got... Like, I recognize those well, eyes. Yeah, he only got those eyes when he turned uh, white hair. But yeah, I, in the well, except in the um, in the birth by yep. sleep trailer from that's uh, right from Kingdom Hearts Two Final Mix. Yeah, those those eyes were definitely uh, the Zehanort eyes. Well, now that they oh. they can go all out, they don't worry about they don't have to worry about you know like yeah. pitying the thirteen members or yeah. like now they have a very oh. clear goal: get rid of all the Zehanorts. Yeah, all his definitely. different versions. Okay. And another the other guys. Another spoiler that we, we need to get away with now. Syx is or Isa is one of the Zehanorts in the group of the new organization. So, boom! If you didn't already know, mind blown. <laughs> mind blown. Oh, I guess I don't know. I, how about another yeah. mind blower? Yeah. Axel is well going to be wielding a keyblade. Oh yeah, that was, that was Churro's. That was the one Churro said first. Oh, that's all right. Sorry, Churro, uh, yeah. I didn't hear you. Oh uh, yeah. We, we need to say it again for emphasis. Oh yeah. Also, nobodies can get hearts just by getting them. 
apparently when you turn into a nobody uh your body decides to just you know replace the heart that it already had so apparently all of the organization 13 they always had hearts that's kind of kind of a mind blow it was a mind blow you know it's like axel see that coming everybody yeah yeah so they they all actually had hearts but to sort of control them, Xemnas sort of tricked them into thinking they didn't have hearts so he could turn them into Xehanorts. That's what they really wanted to use Gain of Hearts for. Oh, you know, I actually missed that one. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I got that Axel and Roxas have hearts, but I didn't think yeah, it yeah. extended to everybody. Yeah, they all the, all the, well, for a while they don't, but, because that's what a nobody is, yeah. but what it, Based, and that's sort of like, you know, in Kingdom Hearts 358 over two days, that's sort of the period where Roxas was like a zombie. It's because he didn't have a heart, just like when Kyrie didn't have a heart in Kingdom Hearts 1. But after a while, he started to become more human, and that's when he sort of replaced his heart, so yeah. to speak. So eventually he did grow one. That makes that's sense. when Axel started doing it, too. <laughs> Especially yeah, when he exactly. had to chase back Roxas and Shion. Yep. Uh, that's how Shion started out. She started out as a zombie and then yeah. sort of became more and more human and even you know they the members the 13 members they all the 14 i guess including Sion. yeah uh, they all have really distinct striking personalities and you just wonder you know how Definitely. can they not be human even even if they're yeah, exactly. very evil and wicked like larcine and man she's terrible <laughs> as, a, yeah, exactly. as a human being but you know she has the the motion yeah. It sort of paints them in more of a tragic light now because you, you look back at them and how, you know, bold they were, but they were all being used by Xemnas to be forcefully turned into Xehanorts against their will. And they were all trying to fight for something they believe in, but they were really, you know, being led astray. So who knows? Maybe if we find these characters again, maybe some of them will be on our side. Maybe some of them won't be. Who knows? Well, we'll find out. Kind of interesting. Yeah. So I think that's I think that's enough spoilers for now. I think you know th- there's definitely other spoilers that we didn't discuss, but not because we're afraid to discuss them because we discussed all the worst ones. So from now on, we don't have to feel worried about saying any spoilers. They're all fair game. We can say whatever we want. There we yeah, go. Yeah, there okay. we go. <laughs> so yeah, I know a lot of people. I've been like getting like message even on my Deviant Art page, like people asking me just, "Hey, when 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 are you going to start talking about you know Kingdom Hearts 3D spoilers?" And you know what? Starting now, episode 50 and onward, Kingdom Hearts 3D spoilers, totally fair game. So, that's good. All right, so now that's out of the way, let's move on to our first segment. That is the news segment. Woo! Yeah. So, the uh, news that came out, not too many bits of news, but some really interesting ones. And first, right off the bat, I'm sure... Most of you already know I was screaming about it on Twitter and my I Facebook. Saw that. Ventura was screaming, my, my, screaming. Everybody kept messaging me on Twitter. I was like at work when it was going down. I was like, yeah, yeah. I was like, what? I can't do anything. I'm at work. Yeah. So if you don't know, it has not necessarily been confirmed by Square officially, but it's 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 confirmed. Kingdom Hearts 1.5 HD remix is coming to the U.S. Eventually, and. Probably UK, so, something English-speaking countries, as far as we know so far. Um, basically, the reason we know is because J- Jesse McCartney, aka the voice of Roxas, uh, basically tweeted and recorded a video of himself recording Roxas's voice for one of the Kingdom Hearts three five eight over two days cutscenes. So 
the, one of the new HD cutscenes. This wasn't an old one. This was brand spanking new, and he showed like two seconds of it, and he actually had to take it down for that reason. So, yeah, he had an Instagram photo too. Of- yeah, Roxas and Axel in one scene. And Axel, it's like yeah. the, if you look at the video itself, you can easily see that it's been the cutscene has been remade. Yeah, and it's definitely not you know a cutscene that we had before. It doesn't look like any of those. This is a new one. So, uh, so definitely that one. Um, definitely Kingdom Hearts 1.5 HD remix is uh, being localized. Uh, now we're sort of taking it on a limb that it's the whole bundle is being localized because I mean all we saw was them localizing 358 over two days but my argument for that would be that it would be a lot I mean as far as what it would take to localize Final Mix and Rechain of Memories it's a lot less than having to re-record dialogue for you know two hours and 50 minutes of cutscenes for 358 over two days I mean that's the bigger effort. The fact that they have to localize uh, Kingdom Hearts Final Mix, that's copy and pasting text that they already localized before and then lo- translating a couple of scenes. That's no big deal. So, I mean, for the most part, I would say it's pretty much confirmed that 1.5 HD Remix is coming as a whole, which means Churro, you know, hold, hold, hold my hand. I can't believe I'm saying this, but Kingdom Hearts Final Mix after 11-ish years is coming to America. Whoa. <laughs> this is just, dude, you know, coming from somebody who just, you know, grew up wishing to have Final Mix and then importing it and wishing always that it would come to America, having it finally come. I don't care that it's been this long, being acknowledged that this was something that we wanted. That's just such a special feeling. Well, I gotta like say. I said, one can hope. I mean, you, you certainly have your reasons, but, you know, we still have yeah. no confirmation of that either. So There is no confirmation, but I would say it would take a lot more effort to sell a Blu-ray of this stuff because then they have to record it or just selling the cutscenes. Who would buy that? I don't know. Well, I'm yeah. just saying. I mean, like I said, it's not like I don't want it. It's just that I, I want yeah, yeah, it yeah. Bad, as bad as you. But like I said, you got to look at it realistically. Too. I am looking at it realistically. I would say it's, I would say it's way. It would well, like you said, be like, way this more. Is, you got to remember, this is Square Enix we're talking about. Remember, yeah, all I the would, things that they've I done. I would say, you know, you, that doesn't make sense. You know, this could be one of her, another reason, or one of the things they do that uh, doesn't make sense. Yeah, fair no. enough. I would say, Cheryl, don't say that. 90, it's like you're popping our s- birthday balloons. <laughs> I would say it's 90% certain that the full thing is coming and about 10% uncertainty because there is that always, you know, there is always something that, there, you know, there's a, there will like always said, be hope because I'll, I'll be there, there to give you guys hope. So don't worry. Yeah. There's, there's always a case where Square Enix could, I mean, they, they could, it's not impossible for Square Enix to only release cutscenes. I mean, there there isn't that many, and you could pack them on a Blu-ray if you I mean, wanted to. I mean, they don't really, really do much for the Chain of Memories because... Um, yeah, all of Rechain of Memories is identical. Pretty much. All of all of Kingdom Hearts Final Mix is identical, with the exception of maybe a couple of scenes of dialogue. And trust me, fan translators back in 2003 translated those. So if, if fan translators back then could handle it, but, but, I'm sure but, Square but, but Enix now can handle it. My question is that with the Final Mix cutscenes, they left them... Um, no audio. Unvoiced. Or they reused yeah. audio for certain things. Exactly. So my question is, is that will they go f- the will full they mile and actually re-record those, or will they just leave them as they were in the original Final Mix? I, c- I could see them going either way, but even if they did decide to record it, I mean, David Gallagher's coming in. I mean, that's Everybody's one of the main guys in. that needs to record. 
Yeah, pretty much everybody's coming in. I think Wayne all or not Wayne all Wayne. He's not with us anymore. Um, but whoever's doing the recording for Mickey these days, he I, I think he's got lines in. Um, he, yeah, he's got lines in three five eight over two. So he's coming in. So Mickey, Mickey and Riku definitely have lines that are not recorded uh, for Final Mix. Um, Zem, the the guy who does Zemnis's voice is coming in for sure. Uh, he's got a scene in Kingdom Hearts Final Mix. I wonder if a Jibe car's coming back. Uh, he pushes Diz. Yeah. Yeah, good question. Um, well, no, actually, Diz, um, not done by Christopher Lee anymore, but it's being done by Corey Burton. Corey Burton. Oh, okay. I get those yeah. guys confused. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they, they sound similar, but yeah, Corey Burton is doing that. I, f- I think Corey Burton also does Captain Hook, which has nothing to do with anything, but... <laughs> Kind of it weird. does well, there have are something with ca- to with do. Hook, though. Wait. Um, okay, never mind. <laughs> okay. But, um, yeah, I would say for the most part, I mean, the people that need to come in, like the hardest people to get, they're coming in already. Um, I would say if they really wanted to, they could re-record some of Haley Joel Osment's dialogue, but I don't think it's worth it. I think... the And the only scene that sticks out in my head is the scene with Xemnas, but... The way they copy and paste it in the dialogue, it it works. I mean, there's no reason to do anything else with it. Who did a nominee? I can't remember. Nominee in in Kingdom Hearts Rechain of Memories, and basically anywhere but Kingdom Hearts Two, it was somebody else. But in Kingdom Hearts Two, it was Brittany Snow. Yeah, I know, but I was I for, wondering I for days who does it I now. Can't remember who yeah, did her in days. I can't remember either. I, from what I understand, I think it's someone who is a, a more typical voice actress so it's not like a I don't think it's a celebrity uh, don't quote me on that but I don't think it's a celebrity so I would imagine she's probably easier to get or probably one of those Disney teen girls that they had for they used for a while yeah possibly yeah possibly yeah like Allison Stone or that sort of mm-hmm. girl uh, speaking of which, uh, it's also possible that Allison Stoner is coming in to uh, redo the voice of Xion. Um, Allison Stoner, I believe she posted on her own website uh, as far as like 2013 projects. She said something to the effect of, uh, I'm doing a popular uh, video game character. I can't spill the beans on it yet, but more is coming soon. So I would imagine... I've never heard of her doing any other voice in a game. Well, uh, they're, they're like not smaller in a games, well-known like Phineas game. and Herb, I think yeah. was another one she did. Exactly. And, like, and then you have Kingdom Hearts, you know. I think she only did, like, two or three games, so it's really the the options are yeah. really simple <laughs> to choose from. Yeah, it's pretty straightforward. So I'd imagine Allison Stoner is pretty much a dead ringer uh, for this. I, I would, Which is kind of funny because in um, – oh, here – I get to do another spoiler. Kingdom Hearts 3D spoiler. Mm-hmm. In Kingdom Hearts 3D, uh, Hayden Panettiere voiced Xion, which is kind of interesting. That's never been done before. I guess because it fit in her schedule this time. Yeah, fit in her schedule this time. Uh, another thing, I was sort of saving this for a trivia segment in the future, but I'm going to spoil it now. Out of all the games, the only time Hayden Panettiere has done a voice and has not voiced Kyrie in it was Kingdom Hearts 3D. Kyrie was not voiced, but Xion was. So when you actually uh, look through the credits of Kingdom Hearts 3D, she voiced Xion, but Kyrie just, she just never had any lines in uh, Kingdom Hearts 3D. But kind of kind of an interesting thing. And you got to remember that, that she did Kyrie in Birth by Sleep, even though Kyrie had yeah three lines. She had like exactly like three lines. She came in, said her lines, and that was it. <laughs> We're talking about the little kid Kyrie, right? No. 
Uh, At the very that, end of that, Birth of Sleep, there's that ex- extended cutscene from Kingdom Hearts 2 where um, Sora makes up his mind on what he's going to do after reading King Mickey's letter, and Kairi just shows up and says, yeah. Sora, and then she says, see you soon, and yeah. that's it. And that was done by Hayden Panettiere, whereas the little girl was probably just some child actress, uh, just like they got... Um, uh, whoever did Sora's a little kid voice, Emilio something or other. That's all I remember. His name was like Emilio something. <laughs> it just stuck out in my head because it was like, oh, some Hispanic kid. That's cool. Interesting. Well, anyways, so yeah, Kingdom Hearts HD remix pretty much confirmed for localization. Again, ninety percent sure that the whole bundle is coming. Ten percent sh- not sure if you know Churro's Doomsday prediction is right, and hopefully he's not right. But yeah. Anyway, I hope I'm wrong along. because I really want Final Mix. Yeah, yeah. Every, and yeah I can't everybody see hopes, any reason yeah. why they don't do it. Yeah, it's it's such an easy thing to uh, localize, and they don't have to voice any cutscenes if they don't want to. It's it's pretty much copy and paste. Yeah, to that's get right. The Even if they voice cutscenes, I mean, you have the actors all in the sound booths already. already. Yeah, it's like, hey, can you just stay for like literally ten more minutes and just say this one line? I mean, they're. They kind of wrote those scenes to be pretty short anyway, so there's really mm-hmm. not that much dialogue. The only other extra person I can think of they would have to bring in would be uh, Steve Steve Burton, not um, not uh, Corey Burton. Steve Burton, he's uh, the guy from, um, I don't know, he's the guy that does Cloud's voice, and whoever does Sephiroth's voice in Kingdom Hearts 2, they'd have to get him. Do you think they'll get Lance Bass, or do you think they get George Newborn? No, I don't, I don't think they're going to get Lance Bass. <laughs> I don't think they're doing Last Pass anymore. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so Anyways. George Newborn it is. <laughs> yeah, most likely. I wonder I I, I even doubt that he's gonna redo the uh, action the action dialogue like in his actual uh fights. I'm sure they'll keep that the same. But anyway, uh, as far as other news is concerned, uh, the box art was released for Kingdom Hearts 1.5 HD remix. It's there's a pretty divided opinion on it. Um my opinion is that I don't like it. Churro, uh, you liked it at least at first when I, I saw it. I just like the Game What's of your Thrones. opinion on it? The Game of Thrones reference. Yeah. Okay. I'll 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 give you that. That basically everything on the box art looks good as as far as Sora and the, his his little chair that he's sitting on. Everything around him is drawn very poorly. I'm just gonna put that out there. And if you don't think that is true and you think it's really pretty, I would say look up the original Kingdom Hearts Final Mix box art. And compare the drawing quality and just, you know, the overall scene and how everything looks and how it feels together. And then look back at the new box art and look how everything looks cut and paste and looks kind of cheap. So that's that's my case. I'm going to rest it there. <laughs> we need to He drew it on a napkin, everyone. <laughs> yeah, it looks like he drew it on a napkin. Jeez. Anyways, uh, like we sort of hinted to before, Kingdom Hearts uh, 358 over two days, those cutscenes in... Um, the 1.5 HD remix, uh, it has been confirmed that there are 100 cutscenes that were made, and it totals at 2 hours and 50 minutes, so nearly 3 hours of cutscenes, so you're definitely in for a long That's movie huge. when it comes better to 3, 5, 8, 2. That's like yeah, as long more, as a Lord like of a the lot Rings of popcorn. Movie. Yeah, Woo. extended cut. <laughs> anyway, uh, and, and then the final bit of news uh, that we got was that some of the tracks in the HD remix have been rearranged and replaced with live instruments. Now, I'm not sure how to take this. It wasn't really worded that well. I'm not sure if this is like 
quote-unquote live instruments as in they used pretty sound samples like they did in Kingdom Hearts 3D or live instruments as in live instruments like how they did the uh, the Fantasia world in uh, another spoiler how they did the Fantasia world in um, Kingdom Hearts 3D where they literally had live orchestra music playing I think I think I think it falls I mean it wasn't really clear I mean from what I've seen it fell under you know days and how you know days is yeah sound check wasn't you know was you know had to be done to fit in yeah yeah they had to do it again which is that's why it was weird because in the way that it was worded in the Famitsu article they literally discussed Kingdom Hearts 1.5 and 8 and uh, Recom before that saying oh we've redone these to have uh, 5.1 surround sound and then in like the same breath they started talking about live orchestra so I'm not sure I would I would say, Chero, you're probably right. I would lean more towards 358 over two days having that treatment. Whereas Kingdom Hearts 1 and Recom, I'm going to lean more towards... They're probably using the same soundtrack anyway. Yeah, because they had a... I mean, it's not going to fit <clears throat> when you got, you know, the, the original DS soundtrack. Then you got, you know, because you know how they yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, did their Naturally. own soundtrack for days. Released with, like, yeah. actual music music. Not exactly. just, like, MIDI form or something like that. So I'm exactly. pretty sure they're going to include that into days yeah and honestly what it would take to at least for kingdom hearts one what it would take to change out the sound files that they have in my opinion would be very complicated because they're dealing with like you said midi files on the ps2 they have nice sound sense but they're midi still but it would take a lot to sort of change that out not saying it's technically impossible they could do it and kingdom hearts would run fine with it but they probably wouldn't. Uh, Kingdom Hearts Rechain of Memories, on the other hand, is a different story. Kingdom Hearts Rechain of Memories did not use synths. They used um, pre-recorded sounds, just like in uh, Kingdom Hearts 3D. So you could do, you could sort of argue that you could do it there a little bit easier. Mm-hmm. But I doubt it. You know, because they're doing uh, three, five, eight over two days raw. I mean, that's it's the obvious choice. So, anyways, so that sort of covers the new segment. Uh, we're going to move along into our second segment, the burning question segment. Burn! And definitely a lot of burning with fire and passion this time because we have our sultry, sexy um, burning question today. And he did say sexy. Sexy, very sexy. Well, not really sexy. <laughs> well, maybe, maybe the first one's kind of sexy, but not necessarily sexy, but I think it's sexy. Anyway, um, our question was, what do you think a Kingdom Hearts Valentine's Day would be like? So... Um, our first one comes from Roxion and Churro, you would you take this first one? Yep, this one's from Roxion One Hundred, and they write, "I think a Kingdom Hearts Valentine's Day would have the love story between Sora and Kyrie, but have Sora kind of shy, but then get that moment that we all wanted for for a very long time is a wonderful kissing. Maybe have Sebastian sing Kiss the Girl' in the background. That would be adorable. <laughs> that would be uh, that would be very cute." And a good tribute to the Little Mermaid. Oh, yeah. I'd, I'd like them to, you know, share a papu fruit. Yeah, definitely. I would say that's probably the ideal one. But there's something that has always made me want um, something from Disney. I've always imagined sort of like a Mass Effect style. You get to choose your Disney date. And you get to pick, like, a Disney world you want to go on a date with Kyrie with. So... You know, you could go to uh, Atlantica and have that sort of date, or you could go to Agrabah and have a a whole new world. For, for me, it's Agrabah or Neverland. Beast's Castle. I would pick. Yeah, I would pick Neverland. Yeah, or you could do Beast's Castle and do a dance. 
So I've that's always been my sort of thing. Or you could be really creep and do Lion King and have like a really furry fantasy. If oh, <laughs> or you could do, like, can do Halloween Town. <laughs> Halloween Town and go to Christmas Town and op- and share gifts and share a kiss under the mistletoe. Yeah, yeah. Ha- Halloween Town. Yeah, I guess they could do that. It'd be kind of interesting. I'm trying to remember. Did Jack and Sally really have a love scene? Yeah, they did. They the ending of Nightmare Before. Well, I guess we're spoiling everything now. The ending of Nightmare Before Christmas had Jack and Sally. Come on, that's on like over twenty the... years old. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, nothing to fear here. Yeah, Jack and Sally were on top of the curly Q uh, mountain doodad, and they were really kissy, and um, and there was snow. They were back in Halloween Town, so yeah, I guess you could have that too. I don't know. That's always been something I thought of. I thought that would be cool. I've, you know, Dis- Disney's got some really good romance scenes. You got to admit. So I would, I would trust the masters first, and I would think, you know, let's say they have their Disney date first, and it, no matter which Disney date you pick, it culminates in them maybe going back home to Destiny Islands and sharing a pau pau fruit. But you know, the actual like bread and butter of what you did was, you know, whatever Disney World you chose. So everybody's got a favorite, right? Yep. Imagine going to tr- uh, Space Paranoids and doing a cycle, <laughs> cycle. Tron. life cycle Ooh, date. <laughs> yeah, life cycle date. That'd be cool. Get D-Res. Uh-oh. <laughs> you never know. Kyra might be into that stuff. Whoa. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. We, we did say this was going to be sexy, right? <laughs> yeah, it, it, that's like the most sexy you can get. Like bringing sexy back. Exactly. Bringing sexy back. Anyway, before we get too sexy, Jackie, you want to take the next one? Sure. This is from John Solitude, and he's wrote us a poem. It's called Linking With You Illuminate Stars. All right. So it starts with, With Zeno no more, now there's time to explore. The side of my heart, which is pure art. In my eyes anyways, and that's my love for you. Despite all my travels to other worlds and dimensions, my light always shines bright thanks to your undivided attention. Displaying a token of gratitude that means more to me than any key, stating, It's my lucky charm. Be sure to bring it back to me. I said, Don't worry, I will. And I did, arriving home like a shooting star. Once I received your message saying, Thinking of you wherever you are. I failed my exam, not leaving my mark of mastery. And you still stayed by my side, why the heartless cried blasphemy, which has to be reason why you're so courageous and brave to wield a keyblade yourself to help the ones that should be saved. Since the darkness is finally gone, we can go back to our island, carve portraits in caves, watch the ocean waves, and share palpu fruit for days, always. From this Valentine's Day forward, a new journey starts. Because it's so clear to me now, we are the king and queen of kingdom hearts. Oh, it's so cute. That's beautiful. This is the cutest thing. And it rhymes so well. It does really rhyme so well. I really do like that. I mean, they they always tell you in like English class, don't worry, guys, your poems don't have to rhyme. It's okay. You, you know, not all poems rhyme. But you know what? When they do... It's pretty awesome. It's gold, man. It's solid gold. It, it's 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 good when it does. I'm just saying. Yeah, I'm just not that they have to. Applaud and say that is that is an ultra sexy poem. Yeah, actually, I I, I got to go out on a limb here and got to say that John Solitude is part of the reason why I decided. You know what? We gotta we gotta get rid of this whole Kingdom Hearts 3D spoiler embargo. You know, because there was a spoiler in, in the <laughs> thing how Sora did not com- not master the mark of mastery. He failed the exam, but Riku uh, did triumph. 
That's another And Kyrie's so. wielding a keyblade. And Kyrie's wielding a keyblade. To help the ones that blade. should be saved. Yeah, so part of it was John Solitude. <laughs> I could not have this poem in there, so I decided to, okay, let's, let's... It's been almost a year. Let's get rid of this embargo. It doesn't make any sense anymore. Thank you, John. So, yeah. Alrighty, so we're going to move on into our last one. And this one is, uh, again, from our last uh, fan fiction uh, burning question. This is from Amai Guri. Uh, my Guri, she gave us a long one, so wish me luck as I read this all in one shot. Good luck, Brandon. <laughs> we believe yeah, in ju- you. Just, just in case you know, people don't know, we read these, we do our podcast all in one take. So, I mean, the occasional edit here and there, but our podcasts are done in one go. So, uh, you know, we try to voice act when we're reading the, well, I try to voice act when I read these, and I try to do it all in one go, and it's it's definitely challenging, so... Anyway, so Maiguri writes a lovely story again of uh, Roxas and Shion. I guess these are her like favorite characters. I really like them. They def- definitely have the most heart, even though they don't. Well, they do. Jeez, these, these Kingdom Hearts 3D spoilers are confusing these days. But yeah, anyways, so here we go. Roxas and Shion found... found- Roxas found Shion at the clock. <laughs> I'm telling you, it's not easy. It's not easy. One take. Even the first few words. One take. Take two. Okay, take two. Take two. Talk. Anyway. Action. Good. Action. Okay. Roxas found Shion at the clock tower, overlooking the setting sun. He was ecstatic. He had been to Neverland and gotten to fly again. He wanted to tell her all about it. Plus, Axel had something uh, said something about being Valentine's Day today. A day when boys and girls gave each other stuff and went out together. It sounded really weird, but he wanted to see if she knew anything about it. She had seemed a little down lately, but a lot had happened on her recent missions, and Sykes was getting on her case. He didn't blame her too much. Shion! Roxas greeted her warmly. She kept her distant gaze somewhere far away. I went back to Neverland again today, and found out something cool. Uh, along with being able to fly, I can make other things fly with this death stuff. Here, I brought you back a seashell that can float, and... He trailed off. Was he boring her? Roxas, you've been giving me so many things lately. You're all I need. Shion replied solemnly. Well, um, okay? Roxas said, scratching his head. So, you'll still go with me into town later, right? To, to meet those friends of mine. Her solemnity faded just a little. She turned to look at him and smiled and said, Don't get me wrong. I really do like you. But does that really mean that I have to meet all of your friends? No, I don't think I'll be coming. I'm not in the mood. Roxas was taken aback, confused by her sudden refusal. Was she jealous? She stood up and started to leave. At first, Roxas only turned and watched her go, absolutely baffled by her behavior. Girls really did have switches. Then he resolved to say something. Why not? I don't understand. She unstopped and shook her head, refusing to look at him. I shouldn't talk to you. It hurts both of us. I'm taking too much. No, I really can't go. She waited a moment. When we are older, you will understand what I meant when I said no. But we're best friends. Everything will turn out fine if we just... Believe in that, Roxas blurted out. I don't think life is quite that simple, she said in a, with a note of, fight, of finality. She waited for a long moment. Then she walked away. Roxas almost called her back, almost begged her not to go. 
it did not sound like today was supposed to be a day of holidays of sorts. <laughs> no, it did sound like a t- today was supposed to be a day of holidays of sorts. One called Valentine's Day. Friends were supposed to do stuff together on holidays, right? But if she really was his friend, then he knew he had to let her go. She seemed so pensive for something that was going to happen. She warned him that she was taking too much. But they were still friends. Regardless of her warnings, the future didn't scare him at all. He would be he would be there for her and that would that was all that mattered. The end. <laughs> I'm crying, man. I'm just crying. Yeah, I got all these manly tears coming down my face. Definitely a sad one, isn't it? It was sad, but like I like how she mixed with the lyrics of Simple and Clean into it. It's yeah, it's definitely. really genius. Oh yeah, it, definitely. That was my favorite part about this. This is why we should have her write like a fanfic every single time, because you know, it, <laughs> it, it's it's just awesome. It's just yeah. really amazingly beautiful and sexy. We'll, we'll we'll see how this goes. I don't know. I, I don't want to like overdo the whole fanfiction thing, and I kind of want to try some other uh, special segments. I want to do the trivia segment again. Wasn't that fun? That was Let's fun. do that again someday. I don't know. The, the hard the hard thing with a trivia segment is coming up with the trivia and trying to find things that might stump you guys because. You guys are experts. It's too hard. But yeah, good job of Micro. I really like this good one. Good job. And yeah, definitely a different take. You know, not, you know, Valentine's Day isn't so happy for everybody, you guys. You know, well, hey, well, here's a fun fact. When I was at NMALA last month, I did mm-hmm. buy a pop up fruit at Aww. the event, and I just wish I had somebody to share it with. Oh, yeah, Cheryl. I'm with you, buddy. We're I'm single, too, so it's. Just one of those things. I think we're all yeah. single on this podcast. <laughs> but yeah. I mean, clearly, the point of this one was it's you know it's not it's not just about it's having over. those kind of relationships. Yeah. It's about you know really yeah. cherishing cherishing your friends as well and not taking them for granted. Yeah, exactly. That's that's what really matters, right, guys? Yes. Right. Except this is why I, this is why it, I love all you guys. <laughs> of course, I love you guys too. Group hug, Except on Valentine's Day, when I, when I'm gonna be crying and be like, <laughs> eating, eating, like just digging deep in your chocolates, crying like, <laughs> oh yeah, I don't know. Actually, Valentine's Day, I'm, I'm working on Valentine's Day, so I don't think I have time to be all same here. About so it, so. it doesn't really matter. <laughs> yeah, it really doesn't matter. It's just another day, honestly. You can give your customers Anyways, chocolates. I wish I'm sure I could. I have. Churro, you could. I I can't. I have a new job now, and I I do tech support over the phone now, so I can't really virtual chocolates. Chocolate. Well, well, we could say uh, Happy Valentine's Day to everybody. Happy Valentine's Day. Yeah, and they're gonna think I'm hitting on. Yeah, them, when I'm pulled out, <laughs> it sounds a bit creepy yeah. over the phone, or is it in person tech exactly. support? Exactly. Oh no no no! It's over the phone by chat or by email. It's a tech company, so. Yeah, and they they get, they get, they have like these surveys that the customers get to do. So I don't want them to be like, "Oh, he wished me happy Valentine's Day. It was so sweet." They're gonna be like, "Oh, what, what are you <laughs> telling our customers?" <laughs> I don't want any Wish of that. Wish them a sweet, innocent Kingdom Hearts type Valentine's Day, where you go to Disney. Yeah, World I think stuff. I would. It it would be a lot more complicated and take up a lot more time to explain exactly. <laughs> Just so they understand what I'm getting at. I, sh- I should do that. I, I should bring my papa pretty... fruit to me with me to work on that day, and be like, "Will you might share this with idea. me?" <laughs> That'd be good. 
Anyway, for the next show, we have uh, another burning question. This one's going to be kind of a, a dicey subject. So the question is, should Kingdom Hearts continue after the Xehanort saga? Why or why not? And not, this isn't asking, will it? We already know it will. I mean, Nomura's pretty clear about that. And, you know, unless Kingdom Hearts 3 is some uncompromisingly bad failure, I... And even, you know, it's not like this would have stopped them in the first place. I know Square's made a lot of failures recently and still kept going with sequels. But anyways, <laughs> my feelings aside, should Kingdom Hearts continue after Z- the Xehanort saga? So I want to hear what you guys think about that. I know everybody's got their own opinions, and I'll sort of try to keep mine until then. I think I pretty much said them already, but I'll, I'll let you guys say it un- unbiased of what I've said already. Anyway, moving along, we're going to go on into our question segment. Uh, again, for those who've asked their questions here uh, and have and are being featured on the show, you guys are getting stickers. Woo! Yay! They're dwindling down. I'm almost getting there. Almost, of, uh, almost done. No, mainly Recoded. Recoded's almost done. Yeah. Pretty I'm soon it'll just be done. Birth by Sleep for everybody. Yeah, gotcha. Uh, you still have a lot of Birth by Sleep decals? <laughs> yes. Oh jeez. Okay. Well, so it's, it's the reason why I give them out like constantly at conventions because it's like here yeah. I don't need these. Go take them. Take them. Don't ask me where I got them. Here, take them. <laughs> fair enough. Fair. It's enough. funny because like well, everybody's anyway. all like, no, no, I shouldn't. No, you know, are you sure? No, please, please, it's like, take yes, them, please. Yes, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> it's like like it's very rare for somebody to do this. No, take them. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Jeez. Uh, anyway, so the first um, the first question comes from Slayer of Time, or as my computer's voice read it to me, Slayer underscore of underscore time. That's <laughs> the funniest thing. I know no one's going to get that. It's going to be only funny to me, but I thought okay. it was hilarious. For anybody that uses um, text-to-speech tools like me, um, that's, that's, that's a funny thing. So just, just throwing that out there. Yeah. Anyway, question was, would you like to see chocobos in the Kingdom Hearts series, and how would you introduce them? Well, chocobos, you know, it's such it's such an icon in Final Fantasy that I was actually kind of disappointed not mm-hmm. to see them in Kingdom Hearts when it first came out. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, the answer to that question is yes, most definitely yes, introduce chocobos and, you know, introduce them in the way they've always been introduced. As dinner. No, I'm just so kidding. At a farm. <laughs> dinner. Mm-mm, fried chicken. So, you know, Sora sort of wanders around and finds a chocobo farm, and then there's a guy charging you a, a ridiculous amount of money for Geishel greens and a chocobo luro materia, and then you have to go and wander through, you know, the area with a Midgar Salam, and you gotta find the cho- stupid chocobos. Yeah. Like that. Uh, well, <laughs> that or, or you can have uh, Sora encounter a lost baby chocobo. Yeah, that and one. Yeah. Take care of it, and then when he reunites with his mom, the chocobo wants to stay with Sora. And no, not that. True. And then it grows up. Well, the thing with Kingdom Hearts, the only thing that they would need to change as far as Kingdom Hearts is concerned, and you know what? I've always actually wanted this change, sort of, but... Um, to have a chocobo and have it make sense, you need open fields. And the reason it worked in Kingdom uh, in Final Fantasy was they had an overworld. At least back then they did. 
And in that overworld, it was very big, and it took a long time to get places. Kingdom Hearts, it takes a long time, but, I mean, it's mostly room-based levels, so, I mean, you don't really have to worry about, run, you know, running for so long. Which is why and they with should the just whole... introduce it as, a, a, like, a quest or something, you know? So yeah, it yeah. So lost baby Chocobo, and you return it to its mama. You could. You could do that. But I kind of would like... A, a few areas that would be like an open field where you could ride chocobos. I, I wouldn't mind that. Or even uh, have for a example, chocobo as a secondary character, like Donald and Goofy. Or like a summon. True. True. I mean, you use a chocobo for a summon. One one example would be. I, I don't know what the proper terminology for this is, or, or the proper name for this area is, but I guess the world between where Castle Oblivion sorta is. You know, before that, where they have the grassy fields area where there's the crossroads and all that. Yep. I know there are paved roads there, but if there's any place in Kingdom Hearts that it would make sense to have a chocobo, that's the only place that's I can think of. It's big and open and green. You know, they usually show up when you're in well, a brightly lit, it's not a sp- beautiful field. It's not a spooky place at... N- it's not a spooky place during the day, like at the end of Kingdom Hearts you're 1. Heading in, it's, you're heading it's into a castle spooky. called Castle Oblivion. You know, they're, they're, there's crossroads. They probably lead somewhere else, too. They don't have to only go to Castle Oblivion. Exactly. I don't know. But you have to remember that Sora was lured there by Organization 13, so... Yeah. And, you know, that was something that always confused me is, okay, what did it look like going there? Because clearly all we could see from that was, okay, you have these, like, areas that go on forever, and it's just green, grassy plains, and they just sort of snap cut using movie magic to okay now we're here um we didn't have to establish how exactly it transitioned from a green grassy place to this floating ethereal castle monolith thingy and then (laughs) but then you realize how it became to be at the end of birth by sleep yeah you you realize how it became to be how it came to be but it still doesn't visually connect in my head. Well, of course, because cause you got to remember that it was a world of its own. So how did Sora go from one place to another world? And then it's like... Yeah. I'm just, I just need to see visually, how did they get from a grassy place to a, this is spooky, floaty RPG land place? That's how I, that, that's, I need to like literally make one room that shows the transition. I don't care if it's like a stupid easy cop out where it's like, "Oh, it's a portal." And he just walked through the portal and oh, whoops, whoops, there he's he's there. You know, even if it's just that. Uh, that's fine. Just I need the I'm explanation. Go back to what Charles you know, was saying <laughs> because it is what yeah. happened in Birth by Sleep because um that castle yeah. that the Keyblade wielders were all living in it, it it was adjoined mm-hmm. to other areas that you could explore, and those were sort of grassy and mountainous yes. to begin with. And of course, that true, world, true. well, the the abode, like the castle itself, was very much changed yeah. at that point after, um, you know, after Terra and and his master fought, right? Yeah, yeah. I just want to see, you know, what it would look like transitioning to that. I mean, it just, the the layout of the place, it looks, when, when you take Castle Oblivion, the, the only area that you ever see of it when you see it from the outside, it looks more like uh, the Kingdom Hearts, what Kingdom Hearts look like in Kingdom Hearts 1 with the sort of like snowy, rocky, floaty area. It looks more like that um, art style. 
then it looks like the grassy place. So I, I don't know. I just, I just like a little transition. That's all. I don't want anything okay. too jarring. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Literally just a portal. That's all I need. <laughs> just a portal. Going That'll explain back to it Chocobos, to me. Here's another easy place where they could put it. Yeah. Inside Winnie the Pooh's okay. world. If they reintroduce Ooh, Winnie the yeah. Pooh again. I could see it. Yeah. I could see it in Winnie the Pooh. That would fit. Be a nice it, Final Fantasy a good character, mini game. character to throw You know, have Winnie a Chocobo race instead of having a... Yeah. Like a light cycle. It's always been the classic. Uh, a little yeah. derby cart sort always, of race. Yeah. It's always been like the classic, you know, Final Fantasy minigame character. Chocobo. Chocobo is unless, unless you do Kingdom Carts and they introduce us. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's possible, I guess. <laughs> Though it, it would, it, it's it's kind of like that, that whole confusion as to, okay, well, if a Chocobo is so fast, why is it needed to ride in a go-kart? You know, it's kind of uh, weird. It, it's like it, it's, it's like those Sonic racing games where it's like, why is Sonic in a race car if he can run <laughs> faster than the race car? Is this is this like his version of a Segway? He's just too lazy to walk? Or, you know? <laughs> or he's just feet. mocking everybody. Kind of yeah. Well, anyways, let's okay. move on. <laughs> we gotta, we gotta, <laughs> gotta move back to Chocobos. All right. Nakoni exactly. asks... Do you guys think Kyrie is really necessary as a kingdom in the Kingdom Hearts universe? I've only played Kingdom Hearts 1, 2, and Birth by Sleep, but I just don't see why is she in the game outside for creating a love interest to Sora and kinda dissolving the rumors that the bromance is just that. Obviously, I know you guys know why she's integral to the story, so could you please explain it to me? Well, you said you played Kingdom Hearts 1, and they already tell you that she is a princess of a heart, which is needed to forge the Keyblade into opening Kingdom Hearts, and that should be enough for you to know that she's integral to the story. Plus, with Kingdom Hearts 3D spoilers, <laughs> you know, and showing that she's going to be one of the Warriors of Light to fight against Xehanort, and in Birth by Sleep, you saw how she attained the Keyblade accidentally by touching yeah. Aqua's Keyblade, so even though she hasn't been used that much, she's still an integral part of the story because of her status as Princess of Light. Yes, so I agree with that. I also see where Nekoni's coming from because clearly she's not u- utilized very often. And, and that's not her fault. That's that's not her fault. That's Nomura's fault for writing it that way. Um, and I, I totally get that. So from a writing perspective and not just you know strictly looking at the lore... I get where you're coming from, and I think you're totally right. I think you're totally right that Kyrie used as a character and as a writing tool. I don't think she was used properly. I don't think uh, Kyrie was really thought through. I think in Kingdom Hearts One, it made a lot of sense. She was sort of like you know the goal of the game. She was you know the person you wanted to save, and even though she wasn't directly with you all the time, you sort of felt like she was because she sort of showed up every now and then. So I felt she was handled well in Kingdom Hearts 1 as sort of like a damsel in distress character because she was shown every now and then. And then it was sort of resolved at the end that, oh, she was always with Sora because they were together. And that sort of like, there was a lot of thematic reasons why in that case, in Kingdom Hearts 1, I think that works. Kingdom Hearts 2, I don't think it works so much. Any other Kingdom Hearts, I don't think it works that much. I think right now they're struggling to make her relevant, and the only way they can make her relevant in their eyes is giving her a sword. And I personally don't think that's good. I think that's a crutch as as a writer, but that's what they're doing. But yeah, 
I think you're totally right, Nakoni. I think you're totally right, Chiro, as far as like the lower reasons. It makes sense now. Uh, no, I don't think it's I, good writing, though. To me, like, when I first saw Kairu with a Keyblade, it was a bit of a cop-out. Yeah, exactly. It's just a reason to make her important rather than giving her... I mean, you don't need to be a fighter to be important, but it, it seems like that's the only way they can think of how to make her important. Yeah, because everybody got everybody just gave her too much backlash because of what <clears throat> what she's yeah. not doing. And then you know, like, because you know, Kingdom Hearts two came out before Birth mm-hmm. by Sleep, you know, and it's now yeah. it's like they finally, you know, showed us how she got the Keyblade. Everybody was just like, wait a minute, something's not right here. She got a Keyblade. How she got? Yeah, a Keyblade. exactly. That's the start and, of. Finally, sorry, Cheryl. Yeah, that I felt like that was the start of um, that. You know, the Keyblades are starting to be easier and easier to obtain. That in the end, you know, anybody is just exactly. going to get a Keyblade, and thus, you know, not just Kyrie getting a Keyblade. Now you have Axel having well, Keyblade too. Namara mm-hmm. didn't really specify that Keyblades were a special weapon, anyways. You know, he said that anybody could have one as long as they have the heart to wield it. So yeah. Yeah, it's th- that is the way he's written it now. Um, but from a plot device sort of standpoint, it sort of cheapens the Keyblade a little bit. Of but, course, I mean, in Kingdom Hearts One, they made the Keyblade seem like it's like the weapon, you know? Yeah, exactly. So, how do you combat the weapon? Oh, you make oh, th- there's this other one that's like it's the super weapon. It's so much better. It's it's the better one. You know, this is the one, the Keyblade with the X. That's cool. Kids like X's, right? <laughs> That's cool. So, I mean, it's that's it's that same Dragon Ball Z or Bleach sort of thing. Oh, I need to be Super Saiyan five thousand and twenty. I I I must have the power. It's uh, over nine thousand. To train. It's over nine thousand. It's all that stuff. It's that stupid shonen mindset where it's an adolescent power fantasy. You need more power. This arbitrary thing that I just told you about is. It is just like what you already have, but it's better by like um, two times. It is two times better than what you already have. So you want this. This is your goal now. Power. So I don't know. I'm never really a fan of power for power's sake. So I sort of feel that's a downside, but I don't know. Yeah, because the abilities are still... You don't Anyways. see them being varied <laughs> yeah. except with the exception of Riku, where he actually has... Yeah, he's yeah, able exactly. to combine dark powers as part of his... Strength. Yes, yes. Yeah. True. But yeah, Kyrie. I don't know. I mean, you can you can continue to flesh out the story without Kyrie being at the forefront as a Keyblade wielder, I think. Because to me, yeah. Kyrie is important because she represents where home is, which is Destiny Island. And they mm-hmm. it, they've always been striving to get back home and to live a peaceful life. So Kyrie sort of exactly. rooted that down for part, me. Yeah. Yeah, I think part of the downside and the difficulty with Kingdom Hearts is the way that the story is structured, where there really isn't any time of rest in Kingdom Hearts. It's it's not paced in a way like a Final Fantasy is paced, where you have you know an actiony world, you have an actiony dungeon, and then there's rest. You get to sit down, you get to let the story you know digest in your brain. Kind of like you Final get to Fantasy talk to 10, people. pretty much. Yes, like they Final Fantasy Ten, exactly. Before they reached Sonic, and they had that moment of exactly. rest. Exactly, exactly. Also, the whole Suteki Dane scene—that it was just like that. They just, you know, I personally like that sort of pacing in a story where you know you you show them a lot of really powerful, very intense things, and then you sort of 
pull back on it and let the person think about what you've just said. Uh, I think Kingdom Hearts does that occasionally, but it's not structured in a way where it's easy to have, you know, characters just hang out with each other and just talk. And I think uh, for Kyrie to be strong in that way, you would have to have that. I mean, because it's weird because so. we see that in the in the games. Like, you saw at the end of Birth mm-hmm. of Sleep, you see, you know, Sora and Riku yeah, you know, on the you know hanging, hanging out. out, and then Kyrie shows up, and then you know it's, yeah. it's, it's like you don't really see it during the game; you see it only after you complete the game, and it's all like you know at the end of Kingdom Three D, you know they have that little party to celebrate. You know, it's like that's their exactly. moment right there at the end of the game. So, like basically yeah. for Kingdom Hearts' sake, you know their their moment of rest is always after you're done playing the game. Yeah, I think there might have been a missed opportunity with Kyrie because I'm thinking back to like a game like um, I don't know if you guys have played it or at least heard about it, a, a game called Earthbound. It was like a oh, SNES yeah. RPG, yeah, a cult classic by you know and every anyone's standards. But something kind of special about Earthbound is that in Earthbound, uh, you're just a normal kid going around experiencing a lot of crazy things in a world that's very much like the United States, which is kind of weird for a JRPG. Uh, but what's kind of interesting was that you, as a kid being normal, you would want to call your mom. And so sometimes you get homesick, so you have to call your mom. And your mom sort of like has these pearls of wisdom and says sort of things that make sense and make you feel at home and make you feel stronger. And I felt that maybe Kyrie could have been that sort of character. Maybe she doesn't understand this whole fighting thing, but she she's a smart girl and she sort of has, you know, some life experience and, and she sort of like will hear what Sora's going through and she may give her opinion on it and maybe her opinion on it or her encouragement on it could have been something that made him stronger. So she could have been an emotionally strong character, not necessarily a physically strong character. And I don't think you have to be a physically strong character to be important. And I think that's something that's missing in a lot of these, you know, male action-y stories where you're only important if you have muscles and superpowers or effeminate hair and superpowers or superpowers that make your hair even more effeminate. <laughs> like Longer and looking higher Ball Z. and more blonde. <laughs> Longer, higher, spikier. Yes, exactly. So, I don't know. That's just my opinion on it. Uh, maybe, maybe we'll do like a discussion on Kyrie and like a yeah. brain question one day. But anyways, uh, we're actually getting a little long, so let's move along into our music segment. Uh, our music today comes from a lovely, lovely lady and Kyle, Kyle Landry, uh, my, of course, my favorite. People get on me, and they say, Brandon's must have some sort of bromance for Kyle Landry, and okay, whatever. I, I like Kyle Landry's piano playing. However... The girl in this, ooh, baby, she's she's pretty. <laughs> I just gotta say, the girl that damn now, now I'm interested in this. So. Yeah, I I I just have to admit, she's really cute. But anyways, uh, this is done by uh, a ranger on YouTube, uh, X Classical Cat X. Uh, her name is Joanna. Uh, she's a viola player. I think she also plays piano. Uh, the song is a. From Kingdom Hearts 2 Final Mix, it's The Other Promise. I thought this was going to be a good uh, song to play since we had another cool, um, you know, Roxas and Shion fan fiction thing. definitely. So, you know, tip it off. It was kind of sad. The Other Promise is kind of sad, yet a little bit hopeful. Uh, That was was actually kind of interesting when I was playing (laughs) Kingdom Hearts 2 Final Mix, how it sort of had like this hopeful tone to it a little bit. So it's kind of interesting. 
But yeah, Kyle Landry's on piano. Joanna's on viola. Uh, if you want to catch her on YouTube, she's X Classical Cat X. She is a cutie. Um, I'm just gonna, it's the Valentine's episode, you know. Got, players got to play, you know. Well, the, see, this, this, is, this is why you need a papa fruit, a stuffed papa fruit, Brandon. <laughs> yeah, you never I, know. My kind of handy. Looks like you need a virtual one in yeah, this case. <laughs> yeah, probably. I don't know if Joanna would go for that, but anyway, uh, the next episode of Kingdom Hearts Union is scheduled for the fifth of March. Um, yeah, exactly 28 days. Interesting. That's cool. <laughs> Gotta love February for that. Uh, you can subscribe to us on uh, iTunes on the Final Fantasy and Kingdom Hearts Union podcast series. Just search for Kingdom Hearts, and we are number one, even after 50 episodes. Yeah. Yes. And, of course, you can catch every episode of Kingdom Hearts Union at KingdomHeartsUnion.com or churro. KH2.co.uk, just for old time's sake. Exactly. Thank you. Thank you. And now, for the 50th time, the goodbye segment. Ah. No. <laughs> for the 50th time, 50th time. No. time. No. It wouldn't be the goodbye segment without no. But we had so much fun. Oh, no. I mean, seriously, this is going to be a, a good long podcast. Again. Ah, yeah, again. Jeez, I'm trying to get these back to an hour, but keep, yes. we keep having some good stuff. Well, do our view our listeners like it an hour or a little bit more for that extra bit of goodness <laughs> well I'm, sh- I'm sure they'll take whatever we-, we send them but I don't think Brian would be happy if we mm. sent him hey Brian you know we had a three hour podcast today I just wanted to give you a heads up <laughs> I don't think he would appreciate that so for Brian's sake I'll try to keep it down to an hour-ish for Brian <laughs> For Brian! Yes, the unsung hero of Kingdom Hearts Union and Final Fantasy Union. Brian, this is for you. Thanks for all the work that you do, making us sound not so stupid when we say stupid things on the show. Thank you. <laughs> we thank you and we love you. We Happy do. Valentine's thank Day. you. Yes. Happy Valentine's Day. You know what? This is this podcast is really just a Valentine's present to Brian. Exactly. Don't you think? And, and to our fans, of course. But Brian, our fans, to Lauren... And all the other people that have hosted Kingdom Hearts Union in the past. I mean, we wouldn't be here without them either. So thank you. Thank you. uh, For everybody. We love you guys. Happy Valentine's Day, everyone. So everybody say your goodbyes. Goodbye. It's been fun. And I'm Brandon saying goodbye. This has been a TweaksMusic.com and KingdomHeartsUnion.com production.